0: This is a Soulfire production. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another beautiful episode of Politically Homeless. We got a fun show today. I'm excited about it, I'm glad you're here. I'm really glad you're here, but I'd be more glad if you were in the Patreon. The Patreon community is uh, is robust. It's a robust community of people who uh, like this kind of shit. Really, at the end of the day, I mean, it's $6 a month. I mean, you can do 15 There's a $15 option, but it's $6 a month, really, for most people, unless you're just rolling in dough, unless you're a human trafficker who has found success. Um, you know, we're doing the thing you know, the thing. And uh, we have a good time with it. But here's the thing. It's hard to stay independent. It is really hard. I've got CNN, MSNBC, Fox News. They're all beating my door down, wanting me to be a part of the establishment. And I just, I don't know if I'll have to go that direction. I might have to do that because the Patreon just isn't growing fast enough. It isn't at all. They want me to replace Rachel Maddow uh, but they also want me to get the same haircut that Rachel Maddow has. That's the real hang up in the contract situation. We've been going back and forth with my lawyers. They really want the strong lesbian look. And I, I really don't think I'm the person to fulfill that role on MSNBC. Um, they've, they've actually, they're toying around with the idea of putting Chris Hayes in the strong lesbian role. Um, I think that would actually work better than me. But I just can't I just can't see myself with that haircut. Really, that's that's the holdup. And I, I'm I'm more than willing to like take the money and go be a corporate shill, you know? The only reason I do this is for the money. That's the only reason. I mean, I'm literally making hundreds of dollars a month. Like it's it's incredible. I'm on my way to Jeff Bezos. I'm gonna be flying around in a dick-shaped rocket one of these days. Mark my words. It'll happen. It will happen. But if you don't want me to sell it to corporate media, if you don't want me to get a lesbian haircut and take over the role of Rachel Maddow on MSNBC, I don't know what they're going to send her to do. Um, you know, I'm sure they'll make the announcement soon when they find somebody to fill that that role. Uh, but you know, if you don't want that to be me, if you'd rather me stay here with you where it's safe, I'm going to need you in the Patreon. That's what I need from you. And if you're too cheap to pull that off, you know, maybe you lost your job during this pandemic situation. Maybe you got the delta variant. I don't know what's going on with you. I don't know what's going on in your personal life. And you don't know what's going on in my personal life. That's the best thing about this relationship. This is the most healthy style of relationship that we have created through this podcast bond. Cuz you know nothing about me really. And I know nothing about you. And that's what, that's that's where we should stay. Cancer culture doesn't exist. If we don't know things about each other. Really. We know too much about one another now. And that's the problem. We need to go back to being anonymous bodies walking around. With no way to connect to one another. You know? A very handmaid's tale type situation. <sighs> but one can only dream. Anyways, if too cheap too cheap to do all that, you can go over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. I'd really appreciate that. I really, really would. I haven't checked them or looked at them in a while, but I know they're important because I do podcasting type things professionally. And I would really appreciate that. But really, at the end of the day, I don't care if you leave a review. I just want you in the Patreon. Leaving leaving a review is like playing just the tip with the Patreon. Like the politically homeless Patreon. That's really where it's happening. You know, and, and then when, all, when the whole world falls apart, and you need a community to get together and and maybe potentially save your life as we create a colony in the the mountains of Colorado, you're going to wish that you were in the Patreon because that's where the planning will take place. That's where we'll organize. uh, We're going to get our food, weapons, shelter, and you'll be left out in the cold because you didn't want to spend $6 a month for an extra episode every week that you were essential in creating that, you, that is crowdsourced from the Politically Homeless Patreon for the Politically Homeless Patreon? What, what what else what else do I need to offer to you? Do you need pictures of my feet? Like, what do we need to do here? Get over there. Make it happen. Patreon.com slash Politically Homeless. This is going to be a fun show today. I'm glad I know my Greek alphabet. I really am. You know, I was in, I, I had my frat days. Used to have to say the Greek alphabet Very fast. Very fast. And given how this coronavirus thing is going to be extended, this COVID situation is going to be ex- extended in perpetuity, it seems, um, the variants will get really interesting. And once we run through the Greek alphabet uh, once, then we'll, we'll start doing, um, you know, it'd be like epsilon, the epsilon iota variant. The delta gamma variant. It'll start to sound like fraternity houses and, and, and just, just sorority houses. Maybe that's how you'll choose which sorority or fraternity to get into when you get to college in the next five years. It's like, hey, are you uh, are you a Delta Gamma? It's like, no, I'm a, I'm a Kappa Alpha. Yeah, this is what it is. It'll just be a thing, and we should really like double down on on the merch for that as well. Like, we should just get a shirt that just says Delta right now. It's the alpha, beta, gamma, delta, epsilon's coming up. Epsilon's kind of a sick name for a disease, too. The Epsilon variant. That sounds like a name for like a spy thriller movie. <laughs> the Epsilon variant. I'm excited for it though. I'm excited for it. Bring it on. Bring on the boosters. We got third shots going down. I got there's people, there's there's people talking about getting the Pfizer and the Moderna. Might sprinkle all Johnson and Johnson on the top, dude. What the actual fuck? A Double protection. That's how it works now. It's like wearing two condoms. We're going that direction. You get the Pfizer and the Moderna. (laughs) I wonder if you wear like, it's like wearing one of those uh, ultra thin condoms with the ribbed for her pleasure on top. It's like, oh, it's ultra thin. So it's super sensitive. And then I get to, you know, the ribbed effect as well. For my little micro peen, yeah, that's. I mean, that's that's the logic that we're that we're dealing with today. And maybe fucking, maybe it works. Like maybe it fucking works, but I won't know. I won't know personally. We'll talk a little bit about that down the road. We got some fun stuff: Hunter Biden, Jared Kushner, Kamala Harris, Don Lemon, ah, the NYC vaccine pass. Good stuff, just good stuff. As our world is so like falling apart, and I was actually listening to Tim Dillon right before. Sometimes I listen to Tim Dillon when I'm feeling like about to. I need to kind of get hyped for a show. It was the, it was his Patreon episode, which he makes a hundred and somewhat thousand dollars a month on right, think close to two hundred thousand dollars a month on Patreon. One of the top Patreoners. I make two hundred and seventy dollars a month on Patreon. That's the difference. Tim Dillon is that much better than me. I almost wish that my mom was a schizophrenic like his, so I could leverage that to my benefit as well. Instead, my mom is just a reformed addict and a really nice lady. Oh, how 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 things could be different if we if my mom just had more mental health issues. Uh what the fuck was I talking about? I'm rambling today. I you know, I like rambling. I really enjoy it. And it's funny to ramble onto a podcast like this where people are gonna hear it. You know, and this, I do more of this on the Patreon show where I just kind of go off and lose tra- my train of thought and try to recover. That's more of a Patreon type thing, but fuck it, we're here. We're here, we're doing the thing. Oh, well, he was talking about the, Tim was talking about the, uh, the, the just COVID in general and the bioweapon thing. The idea of this could be a bioweapon. And I thought about this early on. Um, so I want to do have a little bit of credit here for my independent thought, but, when I was looking at the, the impacts of COVID that had nothing to do with the actual illness itself, right, the way it was handled, the way people were treating each other, all that kind of shit. When I was looking at that at the beginning, in the first few months, you know, when I started kind of being like, okay, well, Fauci seems like he's kind of full of shit. This whole thing seems a little bit weird and conflated. When I was looking at all that, I was like, man, if this is a bioweapon, if this was actually intentionally released, the whole thing. And China had like people dying in the streets. Remember that people were dying in the streets and being welded into their homes and shit. It was crazy. Um, they kind of created that hysteria of how bad this is going to be in order to kind of like throw gasoline on an already existing fire within the United States. It was kind of ready after Trump to just kind of like start ripping each other's throats out. Right. The genius thing to do is not to make a bioweapon. That's obviously a bioweapon. The genius thing to do is just like tip it over like it's already kind of like it's already kind of wanting to fall just to tip it over and what china has shown us is that authoritarianism combined with capitalism is a really robust situation and mass compliance is actually great for the economy <laughs> so there's some lessons to be learned there but if it if it was a bioweapon if it is a bioweapon that's how this was intentionally created which i know i'm not sold in the idea but i'm also not sold that that wasn't what happened because no one fucking knows people people know there are people that do know but i'm not one of those people neither are you and neither is anybody talking on a fucking podcast right whether it's steve, B- steve bannon or tim dylan or Barack obama those that fucking know they don't know no one knows but somebody knows but if it was it's a really fucking good idea like, it's a really good, like, well, whoever thought that up was like, hey, we're going to, we're going to release a bioweapon. That's going to be our move. It's like, let's, let's do bioweapon light because these people already want to fuck each other up. And then we'll just sprinkle in some fun memes with a little bot farm, but a bing, but a boom chaos. Here we are. And uh, it's hard. It's hard, but we're here. And we're going to have some fun with it. So, join the fucking Patreon. Get your shit together. Now, let's do it. Let's get to the state of things. Coming up right now. the sons of presidents, presidents, children, and children-in-laws <sighs> getting paid, getting laid and getting fucking paid. Let's check this out here. This is fun stuff. Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden. He's an artist now. And I think most great artists were crack addicts of their time. Right, most great artists had some kind of uh, addiction or struggle, maybe crack didn't exist, but if crack existed in Mozart's time, I'm sure he would have smoked a lot of crack. And if he had a laptop, it probably would have had weird shit on it. You know, real artists struggle. And Hunter Biden is a real artist. Now we have this piece from the New York Times says White House sets ethic plan ethics plan for sales of Hunter Biden's art the president's son will be able to sell his paintings through a New York dealer who will not disclose the buyers or the prices. Hmm. Interesting. So we're just going to go with anonymity here. Seems like at first glance, I would think, Hey, maybe it'd be better if it was just fully transparent and the public, it was all public knowledge. Like who was buying what, how much it was, all these kind of things. That way we could sift through it and be like, Oh, that seems kind of fishy. Ukraine just bought a piece of art for $2 million from Hunter Biden. Maybe that's something we should look into. I don't know. Anyways, uh, Zolon wrote this article. That's a great name. Strong name, Zolon. Respect. Washington, the White House has helped develop a system for Hunter Biden to sell pieces of his art without him or anyone in the administration knowing who bought them. The latest effort uh, uh, to respond to criticism over how President Biden's son makes his money. Under the arrangement, the New York City art dealer will sell the paintings, which the dealer has said he has priced between $75,000 and $500,000, while keeping secret all information about the sales, according to a person familiar with the plant. The galleryist, George Burgess, has agreed not to share any information about the buyers or prices of Hunter Biden's work with anyone. Mr. Burgess has also agreed to reject any offer that appears to be suspicious such as one well beyond the asking price, the person familiar with the matter said. So if there's any suspicious pricing um, over half a million dollars for Hunter Biden's art, um, then yeah, I guess we could we could flag that one because, because the half a million dollar mark is pretty reasonable for a piece of art from Hunter Biden. Just breaking into the art scene in between $75,000 and $500,000 but if it goes any higher than that, we'll know that it's suspicious. As if that's not suspicious. Hunter Biden has been under scrutiny for years over business dealings around the world that often intersected with his father's official duties. Hmm. His work in Ukraine in particular became a political flashpoint, helping to lead indirectly to the first impeachment proceedings against Donald J. Donald J Trump and his business dealings in China became a campaign pain issue last year. Hunter Biden is also under investigation by the U.S. Attorney's Office of Delaware over his taxes. He said he is confident he will be cleared of any wrongdoing. I am confident, too, not because you didn't do anything wrong, but because your father is the President of the United States. He has taken up painting in recent years, and his efforts to sell his works created a new ethics challenge for the White House, which came under pressure to ensure that buyers would not purchase them in an effort to curry favor with or gain access to the administration. Because when you buy art... It's not displayed in your home, so when you're having a Martha's Vineyard uh, fundraising event in twenty, I don't know, twenty twenty three, you won't see that that Hunter Biden piece hanging over the mantle. That was three hundred or four hundred thousand dollars. Get posted on your Instagram, like, who the how the fuck are they going to keep that secret? Like, just make it absolutely transparent, right? And it's clear the conservatives are very upset about this. Conservatives are very upset about this because this is this it this seems like corruption. It seems like someone in the president's family is using their position as the son of the president to make money. Maybe with foreign leaders, foreign governments, and maybe that's, that's, that's part of uh, currying favor with, with the guy's dad. And conservatives are upset, they're outraged. This is, this is insane, and I agree. I actually agree with conservatives. This is absolutely astonishing and super fucked up. And a huge problem. And that's why I'm really upset about this next piece. Jared Kushner to leave politics and launch investment firm. Yes. That's right. Jared Kushner to leave politics and launch investment firm. Let's read this little article from Reuters. Jared Kushner, a top advisor to former president Donald Trump, plans to launch an investment firm in the coming months and a move that will take him away from politics for the foreseeable future sources familiar with the plan said on Wednesday Kushner, the former chief executive of Kushner Companies who served as the Republican president's senior advisor in the White House and his fi- is in his final stages of, uh, of launching an investment firm called Affinity Partners that will be headquartered in Miami, of course. Kushner, who is married to Trump's daughter Ivanka, uh, is also looking to open an office in Israel to pursue regional investments to connect Israel's economy and in India, North Africa, and the Gulf," said two people briefed on the plan, who spoke on the condition of uh, under the condition of anonymity. The sources had no t- details about the potential investors and said the firm was still planning in the planning phase. Okay, so this does this seem a little bit weird to you yet, or is that, am I missing something? because it seems a little weird to me like Israel office Jared Kushner did a lot of work with foreign relations while he was in the in in politics hmm Now let's continue here Kushner helped broker deals between Israel, the United Arab Emirates, Bahrain, Sudan, Morocco in a 6-month flurry last year. He helped negotiate a US-Mexico-Canada trade agreement. <laughs> so that has nothing. I wonder if that had any I wonder if he had any idea that he might do this after leaving the administration, after leaving politics. And maybe um pave the way with a few connections that he made through his official job in public service. I wonder if that had anything to do with it. I wonder if maybe he's using his position to enrich himself. His position in public service to enrich himself in this very similar way, a stunningly similar way. Joe Biden's son is using his dad's position to enrich himself and has been doing that for decades. Now, while Jerry Kushner might be smoking crack and fucking hookers, I mean, that we know of now, it wouldn't surprise me, but he's probably a little smarter than to leave it on a laptop. We got to look at this and be like, the funny thing is the funny thing about both of these situations is that they're both legal. They're both legal, just like Nancy Pelosi's insider trading situation. It's legal. It's legal. And that's the sad part. Not that these slimy fucks are enriching themselves through through public service, quote unquote. That's not the problem. The problem is that they're doing it legally. But this is okay. This is encouraged. By the elites. Make that money, baby. Stack that paper. Do what you gotta do. Investment firms in Israel. Art for half a million dollars from somebody who's been dabbling in it as therapy for a few years. That's how artists break through. That's how artists... You know how hard it is to be an artist and sell something for half a million dollars? How many years of your life that takes? But not if you're Hunter Biden. No. No. Not at all. And I'm sure that Jared Kushner didn't use his position to, yeah, create connections around the world with some princes and some, you know, some people that have real money. Those people that are richer than Jeff Bezos but don't really talk about it much because their bank is the treasury department of a country. So it's weird, but it's legal. It's legal. Is it moral? No. Is it right? No. No. Is it corruption? I would say so. But it's the reality that we live in and we're too busy fighting over dumb shit, ridiculous shit that makes no fucking sense and doesn't matter to anyone to notice this happening. And you got liberals on one side yelling about Jared Kushner's investment firm and his corruption and you got conservatives on one side yelling about Hunter Biden with no sense of irony on either side. And that, my friends, is a perfect example of how we're living in two completely separate realities. It's a huge problem. It is a huge problem. But, God bless America. Governor Andrew motherfucking Cuomo is having a really rough week. A really rough rough week. Not only did he kill your grandma... He sexually assaulted your daughter. That's the world that we're living in now, and people are calling for him to resign. It's crazy. It's crazy. Now his uh, his defense is just being Italian. That's his his defense. Oh, we're Italian. We like to feel each other up. That's what we do. Hey, like that's that's Cuomo's. That's Cuomo's defense. The Cuomo's defense of himself is literally. I don't know. I thought this was fine. I like to lick people's faces. What's the big deal? Like that's what the fuck are you talking? Like the, the allegations and his defense are absolutely absurd. And here's something you won't hear me say very often at all. Good morning America actually has a pretty good take on this. We've got like a five minute video here of Good Morning America talking about this and just kind of clipping together all the stuff that I was going to do, right? Like clip together the different pieces here. But they did a good job of making a kind of a montage of how fucked up this is. And I want to show it to you right now. This is this is this is really beautiful work. Oh, volume's off. Really,
1: give you a live look of the Capitol in Albany, where New York Governor Cuomo is waking up to growing calls to resign. The state attorney general finding he sexually harassed 11 women, including current and former government workers. One of those women is standing by. We're going to speak with Charlotte Bennett in a moment. President Biden and House Speaker Nancy Pelosi are leading the list of legislators and governors calling on Cuomo to step down, but he is not backing down, even in the face of impeachment proceedings and a possible criminal probe. Ariel Resheff is on the scene in Albany, New York, with the latest. Good morning, Ariel.
2: Good morning to you, George. That sweeping 165-page report includes searing testimony from those 11 women. Governor Cuomo denying any sexual misconduct, accusing investigators of weaponizing his everyday interactions. This morning, pressure mounting on New York Governor Andrew Cuomo to resign.
3: I think he should resign. I understand that the State legislature may decide to impeach.
2: President Biden calling for him to step down after New York Attorney General Letitia James's investigation concluded Cuomo sexually harassed multiple women, violating federal and state laws.
1: What this investigation uh, revealed was a disturbing pattern of conduct.
2: I believe women and I believe these 11 women. Prosecutors
0: we're going to pause it right here because I want to give a little bit of backstory on the relationship between Andrew Cuomo and Letitia James. So when she was running for the attorney general, um, for New York or whatever, whatever district it is, I don't know how all that works. I don't like New York. I think it's a pile of trash. Sorry. But, um, when she was running, okay. Cuomo said, he's like, I'll endorse you and give you access to my donors, but you have to uh, renounce the endorsement of the Working Families Party who had supported her and really essentially fuck off, like tell your supporters to fuck off. People that have supported you along the way. So she had that option, really. It's like, take the support from Cuomo and win or deny it and then be on his bad side and face his wrath and basically have your political career ruined. So he strong-armed her into disavowing her own supporters and then she wins right now that's coming back to bite him in the ass that that new york is so incredibly corrupt this set it's like a it's like a bad episode of billions is what it is like a poorly written episode of billions that's what this looks like and if you haven't watched billions go do it it's incredible but with the whole situation here like you got to know that for letitia james this is it's sad that this happened to these women, but it's pretty sweet for her to be the person to be like, finally get to tell this guy to fuck off. And I th- I'm enjoying watching it, to be honest with you.
2: Laying out their findings in a press conference Tuesday morning, saying the governor created a hostile work environment rife with fear and intimidation, including new allegations from a state trooper assigned to Cuomo's security detail. In an elevator, while standing behind the trooper, he ran his finger from her neck down her spine Sounds hot. and said, hey you. Another time she was standing, holding the door open for the governor. He took his open hand and ran it across her stomach. She told us that she felt completely violated Cuomo.
0: Okay. So let's just put this in context because I'm a man, right? I'm a man. I'm a highly sexual man. Okay. Um, here's the thing. And now his excuse, his excuse is like, oh, we're handsy Italians, the whole, that whole fucking bullshit. Okay. Just so we're clear on this, and I think Kelly can back me up on this, my fiance. If you are holding a door open and I run my hand intentionally across your midsection, what that is me saying to you is let's fuck. That's what I'm saying with my hand gesture there. Not, oh, hey, great to see you. No, that's not how I do that. Might do a shoulder touch. You know, I don't know. High five, hug, hug—I don't. one of those things, like, that's not sexual. But if I lightly graze my hand across your midsection, I'm saying, hey, let's go to the bone zone. Let's go to pound town. You know what I'm saying? Let's get weird. That's what I'm saying with that gesture. And I think that's a universal, independent of any language, really in any country you can go, anywhere you go in the world, anywhere at all, if you lightly graze your hand across someone's midsection, intentionally, it happens on accident from time to time, especially if people are large, like in an airport or something, like, oh, I didn't, that's not that, that's not, that's not the message I was trying to send with that man, um, but generally speaking, there's like two universal kind of languages, right, laughter is one, all cultures kind of laugh the same, and two, if I graze your midsection lightly with my hand, I want to have sex with you, and I'm letting you know that, okay, There's not really much confusion there. That's just what it is. It's what it is. Gotta keep that in mind. Let's keep going here.
2: Defiant, denying the investigation's conclusions in a pre-recorded video message.
3: I never touched anyone inappropriately
0: or made inappropriate sexual advances. This is very similar to the uh, Bill Clinton situation. It's like I didn't have sexual relations with that woman, you know, that thing. It's like I didn't touch anyone inappropriately. But now what we're going to have next, and I'm predicting this, is we're going to have a, a, a at-length discussion breaking down what inappropriate actually means in the same way that we had a, a long discussion about what sex is, right? Are blowjob sex? Are they sexual relations, or is that only penetrative sex? Like That was this this, this big thing, right? And then, of course, you like had this moral outrage on the right, which is just... We don't even need to go into that, but it's absurd. But yeah, so we have this, and we're going to hear this like, well, I didn't consider it inappropriate. It's like, well, of course you didn't, because you weren't the one being harassed, Andrew.
2: The governor claiming displays of affection were meant to convey warmth to those around him. Cuomo, including this slideshow, depicting him kissing and hugging constituents and other politicians.
3: I do kiss people on the forehead. I do kiss people on the cheek. On occasion... I do slip and say sweetheart or darling or honey.
2: Authorities interviewing 179 people over the course of the inquiry, including an 11-hour interview with the governor. Former aide Charlotte Bennett telling investigators Cuomo came on to her after she disclosed a previous sexual assault. He asked her whether she had ever been with older men. He told her that he was lonely and wanted to be touched. He suggested that she get a tattoo she was contemplating on her butt and asked her if she had any piercings anywhere other than her ears. Cuomo insisting that he was only trying to help, saying he had a close relative who had also been a victim of sexual misconduct.
3: I thought I could help her work through a difficult time. I did ask her questions I don't normally ask people. And I did ask questions to try to see if she had positive support of dating relationships.
0: Invest- so uh, this this argument that they made too he's like, I also had a relative that was sexually assaulted. Uh so that gives me the leeway to ask ridiculously inappropriate questions of somebody who had been sexually assaulted. It's like <laughs> I'm first off, I'm not convinced that he didn't like sexually assault his cousin. That's I'm, I'm not convinced of that at all. It's like I also sexually assaulted my cousin, so it's fine. <laughs> like, that's not what we're we talking about here. It's like, it's like, okay, so you know, you know, someone who is sexually assaulted, okay, you have an acquaintance with someone who is sexually assaulted, and that gives you permission to ask somebody if they have piercings anywhere besides their ears so that you can, what, show them their your nipple rings? Like, what is, what is the possible outcome? That you're going for there? Like, what? What? Is, what is the most charitable interpretation of those events? Like, what, do I
2: do? what the fuck, bro? Investigators releasing a recording of Cuomo singing to Bennett on a phone call in 2019. This is so creepy. Do you love me? Do you really <laughs> love
3: me? Do you love
2: me? According to the investigation's findings, Bennett reported the behavior to the governor's chief of staff, but with no investigation, she was reassigned to another role a violation of policy and an example of the culture in the executive chamber ripe for harassment, according to investigators. Cuomo saying his office is a demanding place to work, but blasting the report as politically biased.
3: They actually discredit the legitimate sexual harassment victims that the law was designed to protect.
2: That response, not a surprise to Karen Hinton. Cuomo's former press secretary who spoke with investigators about her own allegation of discrimination and harassment, which Cuomo denied.
3: This is the way he always responds. He never takes responsibility for anything. He always pushes it off on someone else. He blames the victims.
2: And support for Cuomo within his own party is quickly eroding. It is looking more and more like he will be impeached. The New York Assembly Speaker saying he can no longer remain in office, a sentiment echoed by nearly every top Democrat.
0: George? Okay, Ariel, thanks. For- wow. Good stuff. Interesting stuff. Wild times. Wild, wild times. But
1: you're joined now by no. Charlotte Ben, her whoa. attorney, Deborah Katz.
0: Thank George, you. George, jo- chill out. Jesus Christ. I'm trying to do a podcast here, George interrupting asshole all right so here we go that's where we're at that's what we got we got Cuomo looking like he's gonna be impeached I mean and he seems like he's kind of a fighter you know he's like he's like he's got that like he's one of those guys so he's gonna go down swinging I guess I mean, it doesn't seem like that's necessarily the move here, but then to resign would be admitting guilt. So, he's really between a rock and a bunch of women that he sexually assaulted. So, it's, it's just a really tough situation for him to be in. Wanted to break it down. Wanted to share that with you guys um, and just get a little bit more into this. You know, I don't believe all women. I don't believe all anything. Um but it seems to be credible. It seems to be credible in the way that he acted, in the way he conducted himself, uh, the history, his position of power, um, how narcissism works, uh, how entitlement works, his lineage. Like, There's so many things here that would then make him feel that he was immune to following the normal uh, guidelines and rules, and, and the way that he's taking a stance and believing all women and that kind of like virtue signaling to the left uh, about how... How important it is to um, <laughs> to support sexual assault victims um that whole thing it reminds me a lot of like those super over the top uh, like Christian anti-gay, anti-gay marriage guys that you find, you know, like uh, uh, fucking a twink in a bathroom stall. Like that's it's, it's it's very similar to that situation to me, which generally happens on the conservative side of things, which is also really ridiculous and really funny to watch. When it's like, oh wow, this guy just loves sucking dicks. He was really mad about gay people because he just loves to taste the dick. You know, like that thing. It's kind of the similar situation here with Cuomo, where it's like we need to really like respect sexual assault uh, victims, and da, 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 and it's like oh because like you. You do that. You do the thing. You know. You know the thing. So here we are. That's Cuomo. That's him. That's it. That's where we're at. Now let's move on to something else. Well, I just spilled water all over myself. Uh, Actually, it's not water. It's a fake Dr. Pepper. A Zevia Dr. Pepper. Uh, In between segments, I take a uh, take a drink of the beverage for my throat. um, And I just spilled this all over myself. But. I'm still way better off than Kamala Harris and her polling. Dems are worried about Kamala Harris doing more harm than good, the New York Post says. Now, we all know, we've talked about it plenty of times on the show, that she's a terrible politician with terrible instincts and just generally not a good person. Kamala Harris, uh, this is what happens. This whole situation is what happens when you don't choose somebody based on merit or support from the public. You choose somebody based on checking your identity boxes right? If you really wanted the right vice president in this situation through this election cycle, it wouldn't have been Kamala Harris. And I would go as far as to say it wouldn't have been a, uh, a prominent uh, black woman, right? That was to appease a certain group of people who it would have been if you wanted the right vice president for the job in this situation, it would have been Bernie motherfucking Sanders. That's what should have happened. That way, if Biden's brain quits fucking working, which is very likely in the next few years, if not the next few fucking minutes, then we'd have somebody that was popular and had a fuck ton of grassroots support to take over. But just think about it right now. Think about if what was happening if Biden just stroked out today, today, right now, today. You'd have Kamala Harris and Nancy fucking Pelosi. That's who you would have. In the White House, in the Oval Office. Or whatever, like the Square Office. I don't know where the fuck the Vice President is. Two of the most unpopular Democrats on the planet. And you think that's somehow good for the Democratic Party that's moving the Democratic Party forward? Wrap your fucking mind around that. Now, if you had someone like Bernie, or even Tulsi Gabbard would have been a great choice if you wanted to go with a woman of color. That's where, you wanted to check that box, way better choice, Right? except for Hillary Clinton keeps talking about how she's a Russian agent, which is completely uh, ridiculous. That's actually way less credible than uh, your husband fucking teenagers, right? There's photo evidence of that, at least, putting him in the place at the right time to make that happen. But you feel it's appropriate for people to accuse Tulsi Gabbard of being a Russian agent, Hillary Clinton. But... Questioning your husband's relationship with Jeffrey Epstein is not appropriate. That makes a fuck ton of sense, doesn't it? So here we go. Kamala Harris, or as I just Hillary Clinton 2.0. That's what this is. This is Hillary Clinton 2.0. Everybody fucking hates her, and it shows. And she's the, the heir apparent for the Democratic Party, which is absolutely the worst possible thing you could do for the Democratic Party. The worst possible thing you could do. Anyways, as Vice President Kamala Harris's poll numbers remain underwater. And below President Biden's, some Democrats are worried that she could become a drag on their efforts to maintain control of Congress in the 22 2022 midterm elections. Should have thought about that shit a year ago, you fucking dipshits. The new economic Ugov poll shows that forty eight percent of Americans disapprove of Harris's job performance while only forty six percent expressed approval. This is in line with the flurry of recent surveys that put her well behind Biden, whom the real clear average polls show has a fifty one percent approval and forty three percent disapproval. According to Democratic strategists who talk to the post in the hill the numbers have uh have the party concerned about the midterms as of right now i think she has the potential to do more harm than good for some of these candidates one strategist told the hill referring to harris my sense is she'll probably raise a lot of money and maybe she'll go to some public uh specific districts but they'll have to be very strategic with her because everyone fucking hates her an early test of just how strategic Democrats plan to be with the Veep is the run-up to the September 14th recall election in her home state of California where she has vowed to campaign for embattled Governor Gavin Newsom but has offered no set plans about doing so. So she wants to go defend another incredibly unpopular figure. It's like, it's like, what are we doing? Like You're, you're combining all the wrong forces to try and increase her approval. People do not like Gavin Newsom. People don't like public hypocrites and wine merchants. Okay. So going to defend somebody who has done a shit job, a shit job. It's like, oh, hey, let's let this motherfucker fail upward versus making him a public embarrassment, which should be the priority. Right. In the same way that Cuomo is being made a public embarrassment. That's the same thing that should be happening with Gavin Newsom. But she's going to go support him in the recall elections, which will be all done via mail-in ballots, by the way. I wonder why that is, and I hope it doesn't work out for that motherfucker. He has done such a terrible job. Such a terrible job. And the public has no appetite for governors who want to impose rules on people that they're not going to follow. I mean, we're seeing that, that, that Obama just had to downscale his 60th birthday because people were outraged. Now, I think Obama thinks that the regulations that the CDC is putting out right now in this, like, Delta variant bullshit... Is nonsense. I really think that he, what he was doing was fine. And I think other people doing that is also fine. I think it's fine for everybody. And when I turn 60, I'd like to hire Pearl Jam or the equivalent. I guess Kings of Leon would be the equivalent in my generation, right? I would love that. That'd be great. I'd love to have a 30-acre estate on Martha's Vineyard even though I was like kind of middle class before the, I was the president. I would love to cash in on political office. Sign me up. Fucking insane. Fucking insane. And I don't understand how, the writing was on the wall about Kamala Harris's approval rating when she couldn't make it to Iowa and she was ranking fourth in her home state in the fucking Democratic primary. What did the, like, people act as if this is a surprise. Like, surprise, no one likes this bitch. What are we talking about? What are we doing here? Yeah, of course she's underwater. You think she's gonna like, somehow regain some ground in the next three years? We have to tolerate her. We have to tolerate her. That's what we have to do. I mean, Jesus Christ, lady! And she just does herself no favors. And that's the political instincts piece, right? And people say Trump had great political instincts. I think he had great media instincts, but it's political instincts for trash. That's why he didn't get the things done he wanted to get done, or claimed to have wanted to get done, which I don't think he actually even wanted to get done because he's a showman, not a not an act, not a not a productive actor, right? But she's the, she's the same. <laughs> She says dumb shit all the time. And she gets hounded for it, rightfully so. And I'm glad there's lots of outlets out there that are down to do that. You know, I hear conservatives complain all the time about liberal media. But really, there's plenty of outlets that, that will roast Kamala Harris to have really way more engaged audiences, right? When you want to complain about liberal media, like their viewership is going to shit. Glenn Greenwald, Glenn Greenwald was just talking about this on Twitter today. Like the, the number of the viewers are, are dropping below a million in prime time on, on the major media outlets. Like that's insane. So really the leverage is moving in the direction of independent media, which is why I want you all to join the fucking Patreon. Okay. I want to be a part of this little wave here. I'm trying to do my best. <sighs> but I'm shadow banned anyways. Um, so yeah, here we go. I wanted to bring this to y'all's attention. She's doing more harm than good, which it's like it, water is wet. Like what did you expect? You've got a person that no one likes, and a guy who can't fucking make words. Like what did you think was going to happen? Now is it a better? Is it a, is it better than Trump? I would argue, yeah. I don't think Biden's done a terrible job. To be fucking honest with you, I really don't. Now dropping bombs in Somalia is something I have an issue with, but that's all part of the plan. And that's bigger. And to be honest with you, these, these bombs being dropped and wars being waged in random countries and, and and all this other shit, that's all been a plan. That has been a plan, okay? That's bigger than the fucking presidency. Trump did it. Obama did it. Bush did it. Biden's going to do it. Whoever's next is going to be the same shit, okay? That 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 ball is already rolling down the fucking hill, okay? That snowball is taking off. There's no stopping it now. So to fucking cry about it based on the presidency, I mean, if Trump wasn't a pussy, he would have pardoned Assange and Snowden, right? Right? We know that Biden's a pussy, but I don't think he claims not to be, to be honest with you. I don't even think he knows where the fuck he is half the time, much less has enough wherewithal to defend himself. (sighs) I'm getting fired up. Let's move on. Well, Don Lemon has some advice for the, for the nation, you know, and Don Lemon's here. He's really here for racial justice and equality for all. That's what Don Lemon wants. That's who he is. That's how he brings himself forward on CNN where his ratings are plummeting. And now we're going to sit here and they're doing the little thing where they switch between shows. He's going from Don to uh, to Cuomo and where you definitely won't hear him talk about his brother's sexual assault allegations and impending impeachment uh, and the calls from everybody in Democratic leadership to uh, for him to resign. That won't be a thing you talk about on CNN, but they're going to cover, what are they, the most trusted name in news? Is that the CNN's slogan? Fantastic, beautiful stuff. Now let's hear what everybody's favorite justice pioneer, Don Lemon, has to say uh, about vaccines. Um,
1: I don't know. I'm sure a lot of people are not going to agree with this, but um, don't get the vaccine, you can't go to the supermarket. Don't have the vaccine, you don't show it. Can't go to the ball game. Don't have the vaccine, can't go to work. You don't have the vaccine, can't come here. No shirt, no shoes. No service. That's where I think we should be right now, because we continue to waste our breath on people who are just not going to change They're, you know, the circular logic. They just keep going back and saying, well, it's my freedom. It's whatever. I'm free. Well, your kid's not free to give other kids meningitis in schools, you got to take a vaccine to do that. You got to take vaccines in order to get to be employed. So uh, what is the big deal? And all these people are saying, I don't want to put this stuff in my body. They're out drinking on the weekend and putting other substances in their bodies. That's way worse for them than a vaccine. So come on, let's be real. Yeah, look, there are people
3: who have health exceptions. I think they're the very pronounced minority.
0: Okay, well, there's that. Um, Now, let's talk about this. Now, this makes sense. This all makes sense if Um, you believe that... The, uh, those that aren't getting, from CNN's perspective, right? It makes sense if you believe that all the people that aren't getting vaccinated are white male Trump supporters. That's what you would think, right? Like that, that, that's the way that these people act about when it comes to vaccines and different things. Now, if you want to get the vaccine, I'm going to go ahead and say this before I go any further. If you think the vaccine is best for you, get that shit, man. It's free. You're not going to get a surprise bill. I know you may think you're going to get a surprise bill about this. If you have any hesitation, like About that, if it's a financial thing, but you really want the vaccine, it's not gonna cost you anything, okay? Everybody paid for it for you. Go get the fucking thing. Do your thing. Pick which one. You got all kinds of options. If that's a thing for you, get after it, big dog. Go vax yourself up. Get two of them, four of them. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit if you get the vaccine and then go do heroin and then jump off a fucking bridge. I don't care. That's the libertarian in me coming out. Do what you need to do, man. Do what you feel is right for you across the board, as long as you're not hurting anybody else, right? Now, the argument is, well, the unvaccinated people are spreading the virus, right? But so are the vaccinated people, right? So here's the thing. It's like the unvaccinated people are creating the variants. But if you can still catch it with a vaccine, then you would still be involved in creating the variants, right? Like Then I'm not a fucking epidemiologist. I might get some mean comments, maybe, perhaps. I don't fucking care about that either. You know what I'm saying? So we're in the situation where it's like, okay, so you're now, we're trying to protect the people in the the distinct minority, as Cuomo put it, the distinct minority that can't get a vaccine due to some kind of health exemption. Okay, but if you can carry the virus with the vaccine, then you're also a threat to those people. The the spread among the vaccinated and unvaccinated with the Delta variant or whatever is the same. It's basically the same. So we're all a threat to those people. that small minority of people who can't get the vaccine for some kind of health reason, right? Some pre-existing condition type of thing. And that's that's a sad situation. That is a sad situation. Now, I don't really give a fuck with the more warmongers on CNN if I say, as they root for continuous endless wars and don't cover the atrocities overseas that we take part in. So I don't really give a, I don't really I don't it doesn't really add up to me that they give a fuck about human life. That's not really what this is about at all. You know, there there needs to be some kind of principled stance there. But if you to continue the point about this makes sense if you believe That everybody that's unvaccinated is a conservative, and particularly white male conservatives, which I am not. I am a white male. I am not a conservative by any stretch of the imagination. And the thing is, most of my friends aren't either. And I think I have, like, two friends that are vaccinated. I won't even say that. I have, like, two acquaintances that are vaccinated. Right? I don't have that many friends. I got, like, six friends. So, like, that would make that much sense. But, like, a people that I know and spend time with, and maybe... 20% of the people that I know are conservatives, most are independent, a few are liberals, and a lot of the people that I spend time with are health and fitness professionals because I used to be a health and fitness professional. So, the logic that he's talking about doesn't really add up. Now, if we look at the real numbers here, we've got this vaccination by demographic, demographic group, Let's just look at the fully vaccinated numbers. Um, the ages actually make sense. 18 to 24 is 15 or 53%. Um, if you got that 45 to 54 is where it starts to juice up to 70%. 65 to 74, 78%. Uh, and 75 to 84, 70%. 85 or older, 55%. And I think if you're 85 or older and you didn't get the vaccine, you're just like, please just let me die. That's where you're at. Now, let's look at this by race, which seems to be all that matters in our world today. Um, Asian, Native, Hawaiian, or other Pacific Islander. Hawaiians take this shit very seriously, so I see they're they're very well vaccinated, 81% and Asians as well. Um, Black people that are fully vaccinated, 38%. Hispanic, Latino, 53%. White people, 53%, and Native Americans, 78%. So the lowest vaccinated group is black Americans. So what you're saying, Don Lemon, the the pioneer of racial justice on CNN, what you're saying is that about 50% of black people shouldn't be able to go to work or the grocery store. That's where we're going with this. I mean, really, it's closer to 60%. 60% of black people in this country, shouldn't be able to go to work or the grocery store. Now You can say, well, I'm saying that 50% of white people shouldn't be able to do that. Well, let's be real here, right? Let's be honest because you make it sound. Your narrative is that the only people, and I understand how you're using manipulation tactics here. You're saying that the only people that aren't getting this are white Trump supporters. So if you're not a white Trump supporter, you should go out and get this thing which just further isolates people that already fucking hate you, which is not doing any good for the country. But what you're really saying, if you really look at the fucking numbers is that black Americans should get fucked. That's what you're trying to say. So let's keep the, let's keep the data in mind when you start making statements like that, Don, wouldn't that make a little bit of sense? Now, if we look at the by sex, um, they have male and female here, sixty six and sixty five percent. So it's pretty pretty even between the two. Uh, They do not have any other classifications for gender. So um, I'm triggered by that. Don't know if you are. Uh, I feel very marginalized and oppressed right now. But just wanted to break that down and show you guys some data based on old Don and his statements about what you should and shouldn't be able to do, as if he's at all qualified to say some shit like that, like. You've been repeatedly wrong over and over and over again throughout this pandemic with really important information. You've been repeatedly wrong. And you feel, you arrogant motherfucker, you feel that you have the 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 qualifications, the, the level of entitlement to say some shit like that while talking to a guy who will not address the fact that his brother is about to get impeached for sexually assaulting people within his staff. And you expect people to fucking respect you? Really? The most trusted name in news, CNN. New York becomes first major U.S. city to institute medical segregation with the vaccine passport mandate. Now, I decided to go with a different uh, different angle here when I'm looking for sources. I'm trying to broaden my horizons a little bit, so I went with the Federalist um, just to see what they had to say about this. And one thing I was actually impressed by as we go through this article um, is that they didn't really have much of a slant. Like, the title is very much, like, geared for their audience, the, the headline here, talking about medical segregation, um, which I get, but they really... Just present the information. So props to the Federalists for just putting it out there. Um, New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio announced on Tuesday that the city will be mandating proof of COVID-19 vaccinations for various indoor businesses, including restaurants, entertainment venues, and gyms. The move makes New York the first major city to implement such a policy um, in the U.S. Today I announced a new approach, which we're calling the key to NYC (laughs) Pass. de Blasio said, when you hear those words, I want you to imagine the notion that because someone's vaccinated, they can do all the amazing things that are available in the city. If you're unvaccinated, unfortunately, you will not be able to participate in many things. That's the point we're trying to get across. It's time for people to see vaccination as literally necessary for living a good, full, and healthy life. Let's repeat that in more dramatic fashion. That's the point. We're trying to get across. It's time for people to see vaccination as literally necessary for living a good, full, and healthy life. Are you out of your fucking mind? That statement in and of itself is one of the most ridiculous things I've read in my entire life. Like, what? That's the key. It's it's literally necessary to be healthy. The vaccine is literally necessary. There are a million other things that we could talk about when it comes to being healthy. You fat fuck. I'll say it, de Blasio. You're overweight. I would have gotten the vaccine if I was you too because you're a fucking obese piece of shit. How's that feel, dude? But you're you're, you're going to lecture me on what's necessary to be healthy when I've been committed to my personal health for 30 fucking years? That's an exaggeration. 25 years? Really, you think you're the guy. You suck down french fries. (laughs) And you're going to sit here and tell me what's necessary to be healthy. Jesus Christ, my dude. Oh, the final details of the program are set to be finalized by the week of August 16th will enforce, uh, with enforcement of the mandate being set to begin on September 15th. NYC officials told the New York post New Yorkers will be required to show either the state Excelsior pass the city's new vaccine pass or center for disease controls vaccination card, uh, on paper as proof of vaccination. This approach is going to make clear that you will be enjoying everything great in the summer of New York city. De Blasio said, "Go get vaccinated. It will do for you so many things. It will be. It will make your life better. It will make all of our lives better." That sounds like a sell for like, um, god, all kinds of fucked up things. That's how they sold you the Iraq War. Um, I'm sure that's how Mao articulated himself in China. Lots of, wit, lots of lots of fucked up things were sold to you as it will make your life better. It will make all of our lives better. Trickle down economics. That's one. Globalization. That's another one. That's how it was all sold to us. Right? Conservatives, Democrats, communists, capitalists. It doesn't matter. That's how they sell you shit that's not good for you. Weird. The implementation of the mandates is set to disproportionately affect minorities, particularly black Americans. According to NYC health, black Americans are the least vaccinated racial group in the city with only 31% of eligible citizens fully vaccinated and 35% having received at least one dose. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's weird. Among whites, 46% are fully vaccinated and 48% have released, have received one dose similar among Hispanics, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. So here we are. This is happening. And it's not a surprise it's happening, but, you know, a year ago it was called a conspiracy theory. A year ago it was called a conspiracy theory. And here we are. Now they're not called vaccine passports. That didn't poll well in the focus groups. They didn't like being the, the, the term vaccine passport being used. But this goober, this soft little pansy is trying to tell us how to be healthy. And you know, sometimes I'm glad that I just had this own platform and I say whatever the fuck I want because I, where else can you find somebody calling De Blasio a fat fuck? Like, really, that pear shaped motherfucker. Where else can you find that? Where else? If there's any better reason to join the Patreon, is that I dial it up a fucking notch in the Patreon. I dial it up a notch in the Patreon because we're behind the paywall, we're safe. <sighs> fucking the blood this is just so weird it's so disheartening too you know and it affects me it does because I don't want to get I mean at the end of the day and I want to be clear about my stance on vaccines if you want to get it I've said this numerous times if you want to get it if you think it's the best thing for you I want you to do what you think the best thing is for you even if I don't agree with it right that's a civil libertarian perspective I think regulation it, you know it should be it, it, when it comes to civil liberties and freedom it should be interfered with as little as possible as long as you are hurting anybody else And the argument is that, well, unvaccinated people are hurting everybody. And that's debatable at best. At best. Trust the science. Well, I would like to see actual scientists debate the issue, but YouTube censors it all. Instagram censors it all. The places where we consume the most information censors that kind of shit. But trust the science. Just not the science that they don't want you to trust. It's crazy. And the thing was, and the, the straw that broke the camel's back, right? Because these things come out, I'm like, oh, I'll give it time. But when I, the, the moment that got me to this place, and I want people to hear this. I want people to hear this that are pro-vax, right? Because I listen to a lot of, of, of podcasts of people that are very pro-vax, whether it's uh, you know, Breaking Points with Sagar and Crystal, who I love, or the All In podcast with Five Billionaires that I also like to listen to. I feel kind of attacked on that, more on the All In podcast than on, on Breaking Points. when they're like, oh, you know, it's, but it's like, listen, Put this through your fucking head. I want this to be very abundantly clear. They lost me at Liability Shield. Whenever we found out that these pharmaceutical companies were not going to be liable for the damage caused by their vaccine, even though it might be minor, 0.01%, maybe something like that. Even if it's just, just you know, it's a cost of doing business, right? Like things happen. You want to have highways, you want to drive cars, people are going to have accidents. It's just what it is. You want to go hiking and do crazy shit and skydive? You might die. Like there's cost of doing, you know, there's there's cost to living a full life. Like it just is what it is. And I understand that. I understand collateral damage for the greater good. It makes sense in some cases. But the fact that you're giving these companies a liability shield from the damage they cause, what if it was a mining company? It's like, oh, well, if, if this little elevator breaks and you fall to your death, your family can get fucked. If you have nerve damage from the Johnson & Johnson vaccine and you're having seizures uh, every day or you have to be highly medicated and it alters your life, guess who owes you nothing? The pharmaceutical company. And these are the same motherfuckers that want to hold gun manufacturers liable for shootings? Like we're, the, the logic here is just does not add up. And when that liability shield was put in place, I said, fuck this thing. I will never put this in my body and with that thing present. Absolutely not, because I believe and I have a principled stance on this in holding corporations accountable. I get super fucking frustrated with conservatives and I, and, and, and when I look at um uh, fucking uh, de blasio not de Blasio and i got him in my head now. What's his name DeSantis from Florida, right? Somebody I'm like, I could vote for that guy. I could vote for that guy in my own self-interest in 2024 and hopes that he runs but, The fact that they overlook what the pollution is doing to the red tide that is devastating people's lives in Florida—that are fishermen and out just people that are outdoorsy at all they have a business that's related that has to do with kayaking, renting boats, uh, fishing trips, any of that shit—it's all fucked because of the red tide. All of it—the equivalent of a fucking oil spill in many ways—and we don't hear this. We just hear praise about his fucking him not wanting masks. I'm like, dude, take care of your state. If you want to be the president of the fucking United States, take care of this shit because this shit right here, when COVID's over with, this pollution nonsense that you overlook because, oh, well, it just, it just kind of happened. Sorry. I guess that's where regulation belongs when it comes to pollution and the ecosystem and ruining small businesses because you got raw sewage and all other kinds of chemicals that are creating this red tide situation, which is natural in some ways, but not to this intensity and not to this frequency it frustrates me because like where are the good options where have all the cowboys gone as they say what's who sings that song dixie chicks cheryl crow something like that uh but here we are and it's actually happening now you're gonna see this be adopted if this gets adopted in i'm hoping that it doesn't get adopted in colorado but you're gonna see it uh in other places you know it's gonna start to it's 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 gonna spread like a pandemic that's what's gonna happen and we'll see. I mean, we'll see what the compliance is. There's going to be a huge black market for fake uh, fake proof of vaccines. That'll be interesting to see. It'll be a good business. It'll work very similar to uh, Prohibition in the way that that creates some people, uh, some really strong black markets. But we'll see. I mean, that's all there is to really say. Like, We'll see what happens. But this is not good. It's not good for the 40% of America that is not vaccinated. <sighs> weird times. Weird, weird times. Well, I got a little fired up today. I got a little bit fired up today. I like it. I like it. I've been sitting on the show for a minute, trying to work on my process, you know? And I've got this weird facial hair now, this uh, this goatee, like a, like, a, like a dad goatee. I'm working my way back to the mustache. I like to have a mustache in the fall. I don't really know why, but I just feel this calling to grow a mustache in the fall time. And we're coming up on it. So I'm just getting a head start. <sighs> and I'm excited. I am excited. But now it's time for that part of the show that I love. Oh, wait, that's the wrong music. Damn, I'm all over the place today. Here we go. Here's the right music. Yeah. Now we're feeling it. Now we're feeling it. It's time for that part of the show where I give you something to think about. Music's sexy, isn't it? You feeling it? You a little aroused? I can't blame you if you are. Calling de Blasio fat turns me on, I'll tell you that right now. Anyways, I had a thought. I had a thought. Now, that thought had to do with trends. Had to do with what we see. What do they say? Um, history doesn't repeat itself, but it rhymes. Okay, now let's think about this: industry, capitalism. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful system. The markets love it. Market forces—they're beautiful. They're a beautiful thing. They create prosperity across the world. That's a capitalist that wants you to believe. Is it true? No. <laughs> but it's a fun story to tell. Just like Thanksgiving and the Native Americans and the settlers and da 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 where they just over, you know, flip over the part where settlers recorded, resorted to cannibalism and, you know, genocide, things like that. So, history doesn't repeat itself, it rhymes. And I got to thinking about the similarities between lockdowns and the military-industrial complex. Now, let's think about World War II. Right, we carpet-bombed, fire-bombed, actually, Japan, civilians. To the point where Hiroshima and Nagasaki were bad, but they didn't even account for the majority of the civilian deaths in Japan at the hands of Americans. Dirty war. Going into World War II, America was committed to minimizing civilian casualties. And by the end of World War II, they didn't give a fuck. And war became a big business. became very profitable. Policing the world. That's where we became. That's where it all changed. That's where it all changed. World War II did a lot for this country, and a lot of it wasn't good. So we end up having an industry that is built upon the devastation of less fortunate people. An industry that is built upon the devastation of people living in poverty, people that are struggling, people that are less fortunate, people that are born into worse circumstances. Than most, you see it in the Middle East, over and over again. See in Africa a little bit, just wherever the wherever the drones happen to be flying, right? And they just from the from the convenience of a computer screen in Nevada, you can blow somebody to pieces. And if the you know there's 90% civilian casualties, and somebody uh, is a whistleblower that lets us all know that, he'll go to prison. Not the war criminals. The whistleblower goes to prison. <laughs> That's a real thing. That actually happened. Just recently. Now, we saw that it wasn't really about what was good for people that drove the market forces there. It was about profit motives and creating suffering. Now, let's fast forward to 2020 and 2021, where we are now. We just saw a gigantic experiment. Some call it lockdowns. We'll just use that term. The lockdown experiment. Did it really work to slow the spread of COVID? Absolutely not. Now, some people who are fucking delusional will tell you it's because people didn't lock down hard enough. That is retarded. I will say that, and I will have zero shame about it. It is absolutely retarded. Now, what we did see through this lockdown situation, through this process, through this experiment, is that there was a gigantic transfer of wealth upward. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Transfer of wealth upward. And that upward transfer of wealth has happened to go to the people who pull the levers of power, who own politicians, people like Amazon, Jeff Bezos, who were military contractors masquerading as retailers. These people own politicians. The pharmaceutical industry own politicians. Right? Those are the people who pull the levers of power. And they just found out through an experiment that there is a way to make money by restricting the mobility of American citizens. Lockdowns are profitable. Not for me, not for you. I can see the reason that I'm doing this right now is because of a lockdown. <laughs> I lost everything I had built. <laughs> Thanks to removing human contact from our day-to-day lives. Appreciate it. But I'm happier here anyways. (sighs) So we saw, and I'll, I'll draw the parallel. They track, I promise. Is that industries that benefit from devastating people will continue to devastate people as long as it's profitable. And it just so happens That those profits go to those who pull the levers of power, the cronies who run our government. And let's be honest, the corrupt politicians that have a stake in this. Let's like Nancy Pelosi with her insider trading scheme. So when we think about the likelihood of locking down again and, and all these other regulations, let's look back. the past year and a half or so and think who benefited the most from those? Was it me and you? No. Was it people that actually make the decisions? And would that, even if they have the, the purest of heart and the best of intentions, would that coat their judgment just a bit via that strong drive, that essential part of human nature called confirmation bias? That's a very charitable interpretation or they're just greedy motherfuckers that don't give a shit about anybody or anything but the bottom line. It's something to think about. It is something to think about. I love you guys. Thank you so much for being here. That was fun. I've said it probably what, like more on this show than ever because I mean it more than ever. Join the fucking Patreon, son. And ladies, sister, daughter, whatever, do it. And always, 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 no matter what, keep your fucking head on straight. See y'all next time. Bye-bye.